Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Thursday, February 20th, 2020. Lots of 20s in this date. <laughs> I'm Shannon, and I'm here with a whole bunch of the Book Bistro crew. We have Min, Brooke, Natalia, Stacy, Sarah, and Kristen. And we are looking ahead to the month of March, very ahead. You know, it's like 10 days until March <laughs> at the time that we're recording this. And we are here to talk with you about some of our most anticipated March releases. And there are a bunch of them. So before we dive into this episode, I'm going to do that usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. All right. So each month we look at what's coming out and we each pick our top three releases for that month and tell you about them so that you have a marvelous look at what's coming out. So Stacy is going to start us off, followed by Min, Kristen, Sarah, Brooke, me, and of course, Natalia will finish it off. So Stacy, you are up. I am so excited about my books this month. I mean, my books, like, I don't know, that doesn't sound all right. All of them that you wrote. Uh, all, the, all the books that I wrote that are coming out this month, but I'm so, so excited. You're so you know, ambitious. Right? I'm so ambitious. Um, I'm really like excited even about- better than Nora Roberts. Like Nora Roberts oh my gosh. can write you know, many books <laughs> a year, but you can write them in a month. I mean, I can totally write three books in a month. That's like the kind of kick-ass I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway- okay, so I, we're not arrogant at all. Oh no, just no. very confident. I mean, that's just, let's be real. No, um, so the first book I'm going to talk about- I fell in love with this author last year when I read the matchmakers list. Her name is Sonia Lolly. Yeah. And so or Lally, I I'm so sorry if I did not say your name correctly, but um, when I saw that there was going to be a book by her that was coming out in March, I might have kind of squealed and shrieked and maybe jumped up and down in my chair. In fact, I did all those things because the matchmakers list to me was a really special book. <laughs> and so her new book is called grown up pose and it is about, I might say her name wrong, Anu. And she was encouraged by her community to marry her very first serious boyfriend. And now, years later, she's in her 30s. And she's having some trouble with adulting because she is leaving her husband. And she is taking her young daughter. And she's going to open a yoga studio. Ooh. 
And from what I could glean, I know, right? You know, grown up pose. Pose. I got it now. Yes. And so she's opening her yoga studio and she's feeling very like adrift and sort of uncertain. And, you know, she's feeling a little judged by her community. And basically this is her story about how to move on after sort of um, having all these expectations placed upon her from a young age. And basically that's all I know about the book. And I don't even care. Like I'm so excited to read it because (laughs) the matchmakers list was like everything. So I'm hoping I have high hopes for this follow-up to the matchmakers list. And again, this book is called Grown Up Pose by Sonia Lolly, and it's coming out on March 24th, which is basically the best day of March. (laughs) (laughs) I really, really, really like the matchmakers list, and I know Natalia did not love it like I did, but Sarah actually went on Facebook and ate some humble pie and told me how much she ended up loving it. I'm Um, really good at that. I'm very good at eating humble pie. Yeah, very good. I I recommend good books. But, you know, I just, I'm really excited to see what the author has in store for us with her next book because her writing was quite just, I don't know, she just wrote in a very lovely, relatable way. And I was, I just thought it was a wonderful book. So I can't wait to see what we get with this book. And I can't wait to meet Anu and her eclectic family. So the first book coming out in March that I'm super excited about is The House of Earth and Blood, Crescent City number yes. one by Sarah J. Mass. <clears throat> and it's coming out on March 3rd. And I am so excited for this book. I already pre-ordered it <clears throat> and everything. So a lot of you are probably familiar with Sarah J. Mass with her Throne of Glass or A Court of Thorns and Roses series. Um, both of which are kind of like more fantasy novels. This book is going to be more of an urban fantasy novel, which is going to be completely different from her other works. And I'm excited to see how she does it uh, because she's more kind of like a flowery writer, I feel like. So translating kind of more fantastical writing into urban fantasy is going to be really interesting. So this book centers on Bryce Quinlan, who is a half-fae, half-human, and her friends get murdered. And, you know, she has kind of a good life. She works hard during the day, and she parties really hard at night. But then her friends get murdered, and she's kind of left alone and adrift and so even though the accused is put behind bars uh, more murders start to happen and Bryce is determined to get to the bottom of this investigation and kind of avenge her friends and the other character in this series is Hunt a Thaler or Athalar I don't know how to pronounce it um he's a fallen angel but he's enslaved to the archangels that he tried to overthrow and so he's assigned to this case because there's a demon involved and he gets matched up with Bryce and they work on this investigation and of course it's a sizzling romance so I'm excited for that part too so it's going to be urban fantasy and romance everything that i love so i'm 
so excited for this. This is House of Earth and Blood, Crescent City Number One by Sarah J. Mass, and it's coming out on March third. I have this book is like eight hundred pages long. Eight <coughs> hundred? Yes. That's really long for urban fantasy. Because I said it's it contemporary. Is. I was looking fantasy. I was looking at a thing on Book Riot about it. And somebody was writing about it. And they said it was 800 pages long. So wow. I don't know if that was like an exaggeration <clears throat> or if that's true. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so my first book is um, not my typical genre these days because everybody knows I'm into fantasy and sci-fi but what? this is a <laughs> I know right not me um this is a romance and it's a cowboy romance um Whoa. which is something I used to be very much into um but yeah, I, I thought not... of you like so much when I wrote this down yeah, I really I really used to be into this genre. Like, it was all I ever read. So, this is Tough Talking Cowboy by Jennifer Ryan. And it is book three in her Wild Rose Ranch series. And if the rest of, if the other two books look at, or as good as this one looks, I have to read those as well. So, Drake is ex-army and he comes home to Colorado. Um, I'm guessing he's, he's coming home from being enlisted or on deployment, I guess is the right word. Um, because it, it says he's coming home and he's fighting with some, some de demons and uh, pushing away people and just kind of it, what it looks like to me is dealing with some PTSD. Um, he comes home to Wild Rose Ranch to be with his family, but he's really angry and pushing people away. And he meets this girl, and she is also kind of going through some tough times. She was raised by a not-so-good mother with her sister, and she has some bad history, and she's fighting some addiction and battles of her own. And so they she proposes this no string attached relationship to kind of give them both the, the comfort and maybe some physical comfort that they both need to get through this. But of course that's not how cowboy romances have to end. Right. Um, so it, it's about them coming together, it seems, and, and helping each other fight their demons, but also falling in love in the process. And um, so this looks really, really good. And I, I'm kind of a sucker for military men turned cowboy, I guess, or maybe they grew up on a ranch, but they went and served their time and now they're back on the ranch. So I'm really interested to see what kind of person Drake um really turns out to be if he's uh it seems like he was raised on this ranch but i'm not you know we don't really know if he's um a rancher at heart or not yet so i'll be really interested to see where that goes and 
what kind of romance they really end up sparking up. So, once again, this is Tough Talking Cowboy, Wild Rose Ranch, number three, by Jennifer Ryan. And it comes out on March 31st. Um, yes, that's right. Five Bookity Tuesdays in the month of March. <laughs> you know, every once in a while, a good Western romance is so much fun. I, I kind of binged on them like you did. And so now they're very few and far between because there's something a little um, formulaic they're, they're, about. Yeah, I was going to say they're kind of all cookie cutter when you really cliche. get down to it. But, but you know what? Sometimes, sometimes that's so that. good, you know, and. <laughs> Yeah. And writing can make up. I've heard really good things about Jennifer Ryan. I just, I haven't read her yet. So you'll have to tell Mika us how that really is. likes her. Yeah. So why don't we talk about how we would feel if we were with somebody for 10 years and we worked at the same um, office and then they dumped us. I'd be pissed. Ooh, that, that's no good. Yeah. So how about we talk about If I Never Met You by Mary McFarland. And it's coming out on March 24th. The best day of the month. I know. And it's our little brother's birthday. So, you know, how can you go wrong? Oh. That's right. So this book to me just looked really fun. I've read a couple of her books in the past, but it's been a long time. Um, They say if you're a fan of Josie Silver or Sophie Kinsella or um, Sally Thorne, um, that people would really like this book. So it's kind of like a rom-com type book but it looks fun so this our intrepid heroine um gets suddenly dumped by her boyfriend of 10 years and it's a little awkward you see because they work at the same place and then through the office grapevine she hears that her ex's new girlfriend is pregnant because you know that never happens in a romance and then She's like, well, you know, Tinder, she doesn't even know how to go about dating on Tinder. And, you know, but it's like really hard for her that her ex is now with this other girl and she's pregnant. But she has a chance meeting with the office playboy in My Biggest Fear, a broken down elevator. And so they kind of hatch a plan because he's not really like in the mood for love or a, or, you know, like a real relationship, but he needs a solid, steady girlfriend to impress the bosses. And so they come up with this plan and they, they, they very strategically enter into this fake relationship because, you know, those never happen either. And, um, they, they are, they have it all planned. Like they're going to have like very strategic pictures on social media and do all these things. And everybody in the office is agog. What happens when a fake relationship isn't really as fake as you think it's going to be? (gasps) So if you're interested in people that get stuck in broken down elevators and, you know, a good, fun, happy book, I would highly, well, I guess I shouldn't say I'd highly recommend, but I'm kind of excited to see what everybody thinks about If I Never Met You by Mary McFarland comes out on the best day, March 24th. That looks really fun. I've enjoyed her books in the past, so I'll be picking this one up for sure. I think I belly laughed at a couple of her books too, like out loud on the bus. Yeah, she's pretty clever. So the first book that I'm going to talk about tonight is A Conspiracy of Bones, Temperance Brennan, number 19, by 
Kathy Rikes, and it comes out on March 19th. And I am so, 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 so excited about this book. It has been at least a couple years since her last one. So I am, again, so, so, so excited. So this book, we get back to Temperance, and she has had some surgery. She had an aneurysm, and now she is recovering at home. Yeah, and she's dealing with some migraines and some other issues, and she also feels like she's hallucinating, or at least she thinks she might be. But she gets these text messages, and it's with pictures of a body of a man that has no face, and it's different parts of his body. So she's not really sure why she's getting these text messages or from whom she's getting these text messages. But at some point along the way, a body is found. And as far as I understand from the synopsis, it is the body of the man who um, these pictures are of. Um, So of course, Temperance must, has decided that she must solve this case because this just got her attention. Um, the only problem is her boss, like she's got a new boss and I don't, it's been so long since I read the last book. I don't remember why she has a new boss, but she's got a new boss and her new boss has a grudge against her. And I'm not really sure why that is. It doesn't really tell you why. So he's doing all he can to keep her from having anything to do with this case. So of course she goes off and she does her own thing. And she gets help from her, her beau, um, Andrew Ryan, um, from the Quebec detectives. And her former homicide detective friend, Skinny. And I don't remember how to say his, his last name, so I'm just not going to say it. But um, they're going to help her discover what, like, where this guy is from and like what he has to do like why does he have her number and also a picture of a child was found with him and they, she wants to know why this is like was he a trafficker um like what, what what does this picture have to do so i'm really really looking forward to this book and it's a conspiracy of bones temperance brennan number 19 by kathy rikes and it comes out on march 19th So my first pick tonight is Between Burning Worlds. It's System Divine Book Two by Jessica Brody and Joanne Rendell. And this is the sequel to last year's Sky Without Stars. And so it is a Les Mis retelling set in space. And I loved everything about um, Sky Without Stars. It was one of my top reads last year. And it ended on kind of a cliffhanger. So I'm super excited to see how it's going to wrap up. Um, There are the three characters. So kind of like the the Cosette character, the Marius character, and the Ebonine character. And they are all like young adults. Um, One of them is the daughter of kind of a, a family of con artists. And one is the like, she's she lives underground in a secret library that no one knows about she just like hangs out in this library all the time and then the third is 
the son of well, the grandson of a general and the son of a traitor. And he's trying to kind of figure out like what his place is in this world. So if you love Les Mis, um, the system divine duology is like perfect for you because it has so many nods to the original, like not only the novel, but also the musical. And it's just a fantastically done retelling. And I'm really excited for the second installment so it's Between Burning Worlds and it's System Divine, book two, by Joanne Rundell and Jessica Brody. And it comes out on March 24th. Oh, my God. I love Les Mis. I love the musical. I love, love, love it. And the idea of it being retold in space, that's interesting. I, I would have never thought of that. So is they it live. It's huge. It's like they live in like these. Uh, like reconstituted like space pods that's wow. that yeah it's, it's like very cool there's like this whole city that's like on a big spaceship mm. my first book? book of today is called crush the king oh yes yes i've been waiting for this book by jennifer estep yes is it S-step or E-step. It's like they can't I don't just... know. No one knows. So, Jennifer, if you're listening, which would be incredible. We are that so would be sorry very cool. Butchering your name, but we adore your novel. So please correct us in the comments. So this is the third book in the Crown of Shards series. And I know I always say this, but this book is incredibly different from anything, or this series is incredibly different from anything that Jennifer step has done because it's a mix of everything it's like you take every kind of not you know normal humans with normal ability plot and put it into one thing and, you know you you take gladiators and fantasy and paranormal and just put it into one thing so the first book in this series is called kill the queen and it starts off with everlade and she's probably like 18th in line to the throne or something like that. And, you know, she's very happy living in the palace, being a servant, doing her thing. And then her cousin goes insane and basically kills everybody in the family. Everybody. So the only ones that survive are the cousin who usurps the throne and her. And she runs and she joins a gladiator troop and, you know, tries to figure out, I guess, what she's going to do next with the next plan. And nobody knows that she's alive. Her cousin, who is the fake queen, thinks that she's dead too. So this is incredible intrigue, mystery, magic. I mean, just all kinds of goodness. And, it, and it's, it's like, it's fantasy. If you, if you like those long, what do you call the long fantasy, Shannon? Like epic fantasy. If you like, like long epic fantasy, but sometimes you don't want to deal with the long, but you still want the epic this is the this is the series for you. So this is Crown of Shards. It's the third book called Crush the King by Jennifer Estep, and it comes out March 17th. And you're so lucky because you have two books that you can gobble before you buy this. Yes, Yay. they are so, so good. I love how it has like kind of that YA fantasy feel like, you know, she sees her family being killed and she's like the kind of surviving you know air and she's on the run and there's a lot of it that kind of reminds me of like the like a YA book but it's right. totally not a YA book like she's like 28 years definitely old definitely an and, adult yeah yes I love 
gothic novels and I love dual timeline. So uh, yes. what could be more amazing than <gasps> wedding the two together? So you oh. have a gothic dual timeline. So oh. what do I speak of? You might be asking. It's called The Woman in the Mirror by Rebecca James. It sounds and scary it, already. <laughs> it, I know. And it comes out on March 17th. And this is an author I know nothing about, but I saw a gothic and then I saw a dual timeline and I'm like, stop the presses. This book will be mine. So this book, um, <laughs> in 1947, so of course this book is about um, a, a, a home called Winterborn that has stood atop the cliffs on the coast of Cornwall. Oh, for over oh, 200 years. So, I mean, if I just stopped right there, I think half of us would just read the book based on that. Now, in 1940s, <laughs> I know. So in 1947, Alice Miller from London is going to take the post of governess at Winterbourne. Of course. Is it Manor oh, or Hall? I don't really know. Don't it doesn't know. even matter. It's Winterbourne something. And she goes there. And she is soon swept into the spell of the master of the house and his darling twins. And I remember his name is DeGray, but I can't remember his first name. And I don't even, I don't even care because that's not even like the point of the story. So, so she ends up like completely falling beneath his spell, but the twins begin to get a bit vindictive and mani oh, no. manipulative. Oh, bad twins. Why do we know, have to have bad twins? It's just, I don't know. Bad twins are the worst. They make me upset in my soul, but I think there's other powers at work here because suddenly the air around her is cold and she's just clouded by confusion. Oh, my God. Everybody's well, then, dead. Everybody's dead. Even, Maybe they're from like 1743 and she doesn't know it. But anyway, then in modern times, we meet Rachel in New York, who discovers that she is a long lost DeGray. She was adopted at birth and had no idea that she is now the heir to Winterborn. Oh and so she is going to go there and she is going to discover the madness and the rage and the love that surrounds Winterborn. This book, my friends, okay. is The Woman in the Mirror by Rebecca James. It's coming out on March 17th, and it sounds like a book that many of us will be picking up. Yes. That's that. The next book on my list that I'm excited to read in March is When We Were Magic by Sarah Gailey, and it's also coming out on March 3rd. Um, that's funny. Another book coming out on March 3rd by Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one is a young adult novel, which I haven't read a YA in a while, so I'm looking forward to picking this one up. And it's about six teens who have magic powers, and they're kind of secret because there's no it's in our world, contemporary, and this secret kind of ties them together, and they love each other, um, and their love is kind of tested because they're teens by, like, jealousy and lust and, of course, love in there, and um, something happens on prom night, 
um, kind of like accidental magic happened and a boy is killed. And so these six teens, they kind of come together and use their magic powers to try and solve what happened, but their spells kind of go awry and like the first time and then the second time. So the novel is going to center around how the six of them kind of grapple with this situation and like their role in it. Um, and it sounds like a lot of uh, angst, <laughs> a lot of teenage emotions and feelings with magic thrown in. And I'm really excited for it. I, um, there's another book by her on my to be read pile. Uh, and it's like, Magic for Liars. Oh, Magic for Liars. Yes. yes. Like, like a magical school. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I um I also want to read that one, but I think Yeah, this I haven't one, read it yet, but I have it here. Yep. Um so this is When We Were Magic by Sarah Gailey, and it's coming out on March 3rd. She also released a novella in February called Upright women wanted uh-huh and it's like a set in kind of like a an alternate version of the american west i guess um i'm not a big novella reader so i didn't pay a ton of attention but the synopsis like the little bit that i saw looked kind of cool okay so my second book is back to my lovely fantasy world um so this is called bone crier's moon Bone Grace oh. 1 by Catherine Purdy, I guess is how you say that. P-U-R-D-Y. Um, so this looks very interesting. Um, so bone criers apparently have the ability to send souls to the afterlife, whether that be into heaven or down below. <laughs> and <laughs> and not to be confused with you know the outback or anything oh um, like the australian outback down under yeah <laughs> down under <laughs> so this uh, elise has been trained from pretty much childhood to eventually take over as matriarch of the bone criers um and in order to do that, uh, she has to sacrifice her, her soulmate, pretty much. Oh, no. Um, yes. And so she has to hunt down her intended and sacrifice him um, in order to, be, to ascend to the matriarchal position. Um, However, her intended is a boy whose father was killed by a bone crier. And so he has been seeking revenge. And, oh, yes. And when he captures her, uh, when they kind of find each other, I guess, and they, I, it looks like they kind of, capture each other to a degree because it 
she starts her ritual of sacrificing him. But of course, that's not how it gets to work out all the way. Uh, Elise has this friend, um, Sabine, I'm guessing is the way, S-A-B-I-N-E. Sabine, Sabine, I think. Sabine. Sabine. Um, who um, seems to be a bone crier, but she's never really had the stomach for the work. So she's, um, but she's very close to Elise. And it, when Elise and her intended Bastion um, are caught up in this turmoil, um, she has she goes in to save her friend and fight. So this looks really good. Um, I'm very interested to see how the bone crier's magic works. Um, it says that they draw strength from animal bones to be able to send souls one way or the other. And so I'm really interested to see how what kind of magic they are and how this all plays out. Um, and so it looks like there might be some romance in here, but it it's not laid out exactly. So I'm really interested in this is book one. So it's a whole new world, it seems like, to join. And I'm really interested to see where it goes. So this is Bone Crier's Moon, Bone Grace One, by Catherine Perdee. And it comes out on March 3rd. Yay! Ooh, early in the month. Yes. I have, um, what is that called? Burning Glass by her on my iPad, and it looks super great. I don't know about you guys, but I really, really like books with several generations of women from like the teenagers to the grandmother. Oh, yeah. Especially because everyone's always estranged in these books. And an author that I really, really enjoy, who I haven't read in a while, but I always look at her books and I always follow them, and I just really enjoyed her books when I read them consistently, is Rayanne Thane. Yes! (laughs) 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 And this book is called Sea Glass Cottage, and it is coming out on a very special day, the day that my husband and I went on our first date. Oh, yeah, it also happens to be St. Patrick's Day. So this my mom's birthday. (laughs) Oh, so (laughs) this book comes out on March 17th and it's about um, a woman who thought she had the perfect life, but she's getting tired. She's working way too hard. Things are not great with her on again, off again, boyfriend. And then her estranged mother gets in an accident because this is how this happens with these multi, multi-generational books. And she has to go home to a place that holds a lot of secrets and a lot of heartache to help her mom and also help care for her orphaned niece, who is 15. I love books so, like that. I yes. know. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of <laughs> angst and there's going to be like from the niece and, you know, she's going to like hate the interference and, you know, there's going to be some great breakthrough with the mom, but our intrepid heroine learns that good things can happen when you least expect them to happen. And she's surrounded in this town that has a lot of secrets, but she's surrounded by friends that care about her. And are you ready for this? Yes. Her yes. best friend's brother, the fire Ooh. chief. Um, One of those. 
<laughs> I know. It could, it's totally a title of another book, My Best Friend's Brother, I think. Probably several <laughs> there books. There is a book called that, I think. <laughs> I think many books. And But she, I think, begins to discover that the place that she ran far and fast from and, and, and the people she estranged herself from are actually the people that she needs the most. So if you like these types of books, which I do, then I would highly encourage you to go out on the day of my husband and my first date or St. Patrick's <laughs> Day <laughs> and purchase Sea Glass Cottage by Rayanne Thane. Yes. I'm excited about this. I think there's going to be a lot of family dynamics. When I read the synopsis, it talks about how um, the sister who has recently passed away had some um, um, difficulty with addiction really struggled oh, yes. with that and that she felt as though the mother enabled the sister's behavior. And so there's going to be some pretty complex things for this oh, family I'm to excited. work out. I know. Can't I wait. love those yeah. So the next book that I'm going to talk about that I am again, so, so, so excited about is hunting November killing November number two by Adriana Mater. And this comes out on March 24th. So in the first book, um, November, she's the main character. She has been, I guess, kind of like, I don't even know what the word is I want, but she's, she's joined a school, like she was kind of asked to join a school. And it's a school of where you learn how to be an assassin or you learn how to be... Um, kind of like anything like I guess probably even a con artist like you kind of learn to be a little bit of everything and so she's at this school and this second book um she must find she's she's trying to find her father because her father's gone missing and I'm not and I don't remember if the first book if it ends with him going missing or not but her her father's gone missing and along with her friend Ash, she's going to go and find her father. She's decided that she will do anything to find him. So she has a few different places that she can find um, that she will have to go to find clues on where to find her father. So she could go she's going to have to go back to where um, like where she was born. So like where everything started and there she's going to meet friends as well as enemies. Um, then she needs to go to Europe, which is, is kind of random, but she's going to Europe, and in Europe, she's going to learn some things about her family history, and this is going to get her into a bunch of international web of deceit, and I'm not really sure how, how that's all going to work, but the next place that she's got to go is... She's kind of just got to go, from what I understand, it sounds like she has to go back to where, like, kind of back to the school and back to the societies where th this whole school is involved. And in this school, she's got to just, like, she's got to work through whether, like, conspiracies and she's got to get away from assassins. And so it's, it's a really kind of intriguing book and I'm really looking forward to it and I really really hope she finds her father so this book is Hunting November Killing November number two by Adriana Mater and it comes out on March 24th 
Killing November is on my list of things to read. It's actually sitting on the iPad right now. You got to read it. It was really good. I really want to. So I was doing research last year, last fall, for our episode on creepy books. And I looked up Carol Goodman because Carol Goodman can write some very creepy books. And I saw the synopsis for her latest one, which is called Sea of Lost Girls. And it comes out on March 3rd. I was really sad that it wasn't out last year because I really wanted to read it for that episode. But it is finally almost time for it to come out. So The Sea of Lost Girls is the story of Tess. And Tess is married. She and her husband work for this very elite prep school. Carol Goodman writes these like prep schools and boarding schools for like the rich in such an incredible way. Um, I'm always on the lookout for a good like school story and Carol Goodman's are some of the best. So Tess is a teacher. Her husband is like the, the dean of students at this, this school. And Tess is hoping that as she's now, you know, grown up, married, has a son of her own, that all of the things that happened in her past can kind of be laid to rest and no one will ever know these things that she's hiding from her past. But one day she gets a text message in the middle of the night and it's from her 17 year old son and he is in some kind of trouble and he wants his mom to help her or help him. So of course she does and she begins to wonder about kind of what he's gotten himself into and does it have some connection to the secrets that she's keeping from her own past? And then we find out that her son's girlfriend has been killed. So oh. did her son kill her? Like, how did, how did this happen? We have no idea. And if we want to find out, we'll have to pick this up. It is The Sea of Lost Girls. It's by Carol Goodman, and it comes out on March 3rd. It sounds really good. I haven't yes, it read does. any of her books. So oh, The Lake of Dead Languages is my favorite. Oh, I'll have to look for that one. Because I've it's never, so, I'm so good. pretty sure I've never read any of her books. And Stacy really likes um, this series called The Fairwick Trilogy that she writes under a pseudonym. Um, oh, Juliet really? Dark. Yes, Juliet Dark. I have to and read those. And they're like these gothic um they're also set at a school like a college and they're mm. these kind of like gothic mysteries with like a little oh. bit of romance a little bit of the paranormal i haven't read them yet um but right. stacy and sarah really like them so the book i'm going to talk about is by harlan coven is called the boy from the, the boy from the woods oh my goodness i don't even know where the title comes from <laughs> the book comes out on March 17th, and this author is known for his thrillers. This is actually a standalone, but I do recognize a name in the summary. Yes. It's a character that I've always wanted to know more about. So yes. I'm very excited about this. And this book is about Wilde. He lives in the woods. Did you guess it? He lives He's in the, the boy from the woods. <laughs> the boy from the woods. 30 years ago, he was discovered in the woods as a feral boy nobody ever knew where he came from nobody ever found his family no one ever figured it out and so he doesn't know either it's 30 years later he's content to live in the woods as an outcast and he's content to you know he lives on the fringes of society and he likes it that way <laughs> until a girl goes missing and then of course 
everything goes a everything goes crazy after that because this girl going missing can completely shatter the entire community and maybe the world. And knowing Harlan Coben, that's probably true. So this is the girl from the woods. I'm very, very oh, not the girl, the boy. Jesus, I'm already like <laughs> switching it up. <laughs> She's gonna make her own book. Right? I'm going to make my own book called The Girl from the Woods. This is The Boy from the Woods by Harlan Coben, and I'm sure is going to be just as twisty and turny and can't see it coming as we know him for it. I think what I like most about him is that he manages to make every plot a puzzle piece that you're like, wait, how does this fit? And then he fits it. Oh. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. One paragraph. And you're like, What? I'm I'm very much looking forward to this book. I haven't loved everything he's done, but I like a lot of it. So, I saved the book that I'm least excited about for last. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure you did. And we all know that's a big fat lie because on March 24th, guess what, everyone? JR Ward is not releasing a book on March 24th. I mean, she totally is. And we finally get to have a story arc I've been waiting for since Lover Reborn book 10. I think that's when we met Joe early. So oh this book, in case you are like not in the know, is called oh The God. Sinner. I don't remember that name. What? Oh, you wait. will. You'll the newspaper reporter? I f- was she in Lover Reborn? I... Okay, so the beautiful thing, I just watched a five-minute live that J.R. Ward did in the car last night, and she told us that even if you haven't caught up with the series, you don't have to stress about it because this book explains all the things that need explaining. Um, oh, and good. that this is oh, like her good. most, um, one of her most epic books. Um, I just, honestly, like J.R. Ward is my favorite author of all time. So Mine too. Um, I... I just, so basically what this book is about, um, it is about sin and he's one of the band of bastards and I can say bastard on this podcast because it is what he is called. It's true. Not as though I am saying a swear. And (laughs) sin is a very interesting character. We got to know him a little bit in blood truth. Um, that came out less and where winter finds you. Oh, I thought it was blood truth, but anyway, where winter finds you. Okay. Well, He's having a tough time in life. Um, and what we learn in the beginning, what we learn in the synopsis of this book is um, Sin has been keeping something from the Black Dagger Brotherhood, which I don't think is don't typically think a very good idea. good idea. No. No. And what Sin has been keeping from the Black Dagger Brotherhood is that on the side, he is also a mercenary and he takes jobs on the side, hit jobs. Oh, that's and right. So what is going to happen in this book is somehow he is going to take a job that is going to have his destiny collide with that of Joe Early. And Joe Early does not know at this point in time that she is a half-breed vampire about to go through her transition, which could mean (gasps) death death. if she is not, if she is not rescued by a vampire so that she can have blood at the time of transition. And so also in this book, everyone, because if that's not great enough, somehow Sin um, has contact with the race's new, with the vampire's newest enemy. What? And not only that, but in this book, we will also have a lot of time with one of my most beloved brothers, 
Butch O'Neill. Oh, oh, I love and Butch. And there is a oh, part yes. to play in this book. <laughs> so the question is, there's a can, what? <laughs> what did there's I just say? There's a what to play? I don't know. There's a part that shall be played in this book by, I think that we are dealing with the end of the prophecy in this book. Oh my um, God. Butch is going to discover things about his family he did not know. And what we have to find out is, will true love be enough to carry the day? Oh. Will it conquer all? This is The Sinner by J.R. Ward. The Black Dagger Brotherhood, book 18. So please do not call me on March 24th because I will blow you off. Um, don't text me. Don't send me an owl. Don't try to, like, knock on my door. I cannot wait. This book is 496 pages. Oh, my yeah. God. The last book coming out in March that I'm really excited about is... The City We Became, Great City Number 1 by N.K. Jemison, <clears throat> and is coming out on March 24th. Um, so N.K. Jemison is one of my favorite fantasy writers. Um, but she's written more, kind of like Sarah J. Mass, more um, fantasy novels. Um, but this one is going to be set in New York and the synopsis is so good. It's like it hooks you in right away. Um like the first line of it's like every city has a soul. Um and New York has five of them. So uh these five people are kind of like New York's protectors and but there's like a dark power rising up that threatens the city and these five people have to come together and work to protect New York City um so it's not a lot of information but just from that it sounds so different um because you know like I feel like in a lot of fantasy books the idea of places having souls are kind of explored, but I've never seen it kind of being embodied in people. Um, and so this is going to be kind of a more contemporary fantasy. Um, and I'm really looking forward to how she does it. Um, and this is the city we became great cities. Number one by NK Jemison is coming out March 24th. So I wonder if, since New York has five boroughs, if, like, one soul is in each borough. Oh, that's a really good point. I didn't think about that. That would make sense. Like, I don't know if that's true, obviously, but it would, like, work really well. If it yes, was. it like, would. <laughs> five boroughs, five souls. We got it. Mm-hmm. Um. So my final book is called Havenfall by Sarah Holland. What a beautiful name, Sarah. (laughs) Isn't it though? (laughs) Um, And this is Havenfall book one. So it's a a new series. Um, So this also looks very interesting. So uh, 
Havenfall is kind of this world between the worlds. Um, it, it, where everybody that comes there from other worlds is safe. And, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, I guess, it seems like it's one of those realms where you come in there and you have to be peaceful. If you aren't, you get kicked out and you're not welcome back. Whoops. So, yeah, you better be. <laughs> well, maybe it's kind of like the inns in, um, like the Ilona Andrews. Oh, my God, I oh, love yeah. those books. Well, that, that's interesting that you say that because this takes place in an inn. <laughs> in the center realm. Um, <laughs> <I know. laughs> so um so this this girl she spends her summers in Havenfall with her uncle who runs the inn there. And her dream is to one day take over this inn and um you know kind of not really preside over the world, but you know be there for the people. Um, but one summer, she, you know, a lot, a lot of different things happen. Um, a dead body is found and Yikes. they have to, she's, she has to figure out who's done it. There's a new staffer at the end that seems to know, or that knows more than she's telling. So there's a, it looks like this book is going to have a lot of twists and turns. Um, there's no real illusion to what kind of magic is is used um but it's definitely a a magical world um so i'm really interested to see where this goes um especially considering this is a world where typically uh you have to you have to mind your manners to be there um and so this this murder uh, supposed murderers, what it looks like, um, really kind of shakes up the world. Her uncle is um, very badly injured, so he's really unable to be there for his people. Um, and there's just a lot going on that just sends the whole world into turmoil. So, and uh, this girl kind of has to be everybody's savior. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what kind of magic they all have. Um, who, who killed who, who has been the misbehaving child and has to get kicked out of the world. I really hope they find them. <laughs> but this being the first book in the series... Um, it's probably not going to all come together that way. So I've, I look forward to see where this is going. So once again, this is Havenfall. Havenfall 1 by Sarah Holland. And it also comes out on March 3rd. March 3rd is a good day. I love like world building, like urban, I don't know if you call this urban fantasy or what you'd call it, but it's, I, I love books like this. I'll have to look this one up. Oh, well, that's a perfect segue, Stacey. If you love world building and if you love type, sort of urban fantasy, you really need to, and I know maybe you tried once, oh. but you really need to, again, dive yes. into the world of Mercy Thompson. You have to read Patricia Briggs. You need to read the Mercy Thompson series. And if you are like me, you might 
twirl about and sing a song of joy because Smoke Bitten, <laughs> the next Mercy Thompson book, is coming out on March 10th. Yes. And I don't want to say too much about this book because it's a series that you have to read in order. It's kind of, it, it's a, some of it wouldn't make sense. But Mercy Thompson, just to give a very short backstory, Mercy Thompson is a shape-shifting mechanic. And she turns into a coyote. Cool. <laughs> yes. Which, okay, so when I first, I was like, what the heck? Uh, a girl that turns into a coyote. Like, you can't turn into, like, a panther or, like, a... <laughs> You turn something into, oh, sexy. Yeah, a coyote. No, a coyote. <laughs> a 35-pound coyote. This little scrappy thing. But <laughs> hey, Mercy Thompson. In small packages. Well, yes. It's true. And, and when you start reading it, like when she's in her coyote form, she does some pretty kick-ass stuff. So Mercy Thompson, if you read Patricia Briggs, there's a lot of world building and a lot that goes on. So this is what I'm going to say about this book. There were many fae who lived in Underhill a long time ago, which is a world. But they did something wrong, and they were kicked out. But they left behind, like, prisoners and other creatures. And the prisoners have just been wandering about Underhill, and only the strongest have survived. One of them has broken out and is in the Tri-Cities, which is... uh, where this takes place and (laughs) it's a very scary creature because it can become like take on the look of anything it wants anybody and if it if it bites you it can make you do terrible things even to people that you love so mercy has to stop this this creature from wreaking havoc in her territory and so I'm really worried that it's going to bite her mate, Adam. <gasps> I'm, that is not in the synopsis. This is just me theorizing. Yes, you, you hope but not. I just can't. I would be so upset. Like if there was all this between Adam and Mercy, it would just be terrible. But be Patricia terrible. Briggs is, when we were just talking about world building, talking about Kristen's book, Patricia Briggs does such a beautiful job with world building. And what I also love about her is that she builds families of choice. Yes. So she is so phenomenal with how Mercy and her, and and she lives with the werewolf pack, but I don't want to go too much into that because it'll give stuff away from previous books, but how a family is built and how she has this network of friends and family that she can rely on her books, Patricia Briggs, her books are amazing. And so I would highly recommend on March 10th that you purchase Smoke Bitten by Mercy Thompson. I mean, by (laughs) Patricia Briggs, the next Mercy Thompson book. Um, And if you haven't read this series and you are interested in urban fantasy with a lot of world building, with a lot of action and a little bit of romance, just enough to keep the romantics in this world happy. Okay, so the next book that I'm going to talk about is Cut and Run. Lucy Kincaid, number 16, by Alison Brennan, and it comes out on March 31st. So in this book, the Albright family has been killed, but their son, um, I think it's their youngest son, is missing. So three, we fast forward three years, 
and Lucy Kincaid and her FBI partner, Nate, they are going to take up this case of this missing boy. They want to discover, like, was he killed? Um, was he taken? Like, what's, like, where is he? Um, and nobody really wants to help. Like, the original investigator, they're, they're not helpful at all. So they're looking into this. And while doing this, they're looking into, like, what happened to the family leading up to their death. And while this is happening, one of her friends, um, Maxine, she is a journalist, like an investigative journalist. She, um, one of her friends was killed and the person that was accused has rescinded his um, confession. And the family wants to know like who killed Victoria and that's, that's the woman and so Maxine is going to go to Sean Rogan, which is um, Lucy Kincaid's love interest. And she wants Sean to help her figure out, like, what happened to Victoria. And did this person actually kill her or did somebody else do it? And somehow, I'm not really sure how, because we got to read it, but the case that Lucy and Nate are on gets kind of wrapped in with the case that Sean and Maxine are on. So somehow these cases are together. And as they're all investigating, they kind of get into the sights of the bad guy. And now they're in the sights and we don't know what's going to happen. So this is Cut and Run, Lucy Kincaid, number 16 by Alison Brennan, and it comes out on March 31st. I have to say that this is one of my very favorite like, fictional families. Um, I think they're just, they're fantastic. All right, so my last book tonight comes with a caveat, and that is that when I first discovered the work of Cassandra Clare, I was really, really into it. I loved um, City of Bones. God, Mortal Instruments. Yeah. Incredible, yes. incredible. Oh, my God. And then I discovered her um, Infernal Devices series, which was her historical, and I love those even more. But then I, haven't then read those I, I was kind of done. Like, then I was like, okay, like, that's enough of this. Because then the Mortal Instrument series like stretched on and on and on. And then there came this other series that like takes place after it. And I was like, no, no, this needs to be over. However, because Infernal Devices is like beyond excellent, I was super intrigued to learn that her new trilogy, which is called The Last Hours, features the children of the characters in the Infernal Devices series. So like Clockwork. Angel, Clockwork Princess, Clockwork I have to Prince. catch up. So this one takes place in Edwardian London. So we're like 1900s, okay, early 1900s. And cool. we are hanging out with the children of Will and Tessa. And I'm not going to give a ton away because I feel like if you haven't read The Infernal Devices and you don't fully understand the whole like Shadow Hunter world, 
um, it's going to be kind of hard to talk about these books. So what I will say is that her historicals, I feel like, have so much character and a strong sense of time and place. She also weaves in these fantastic, like, steampunk elements into her Victorian series. So I'm really eager to see what she does with the Edwardian setting. I also love that a plague comes to London because I, I need, like, more books about plagues. I haven't had enough of them. So Cassandra yeah. Flair is writing about a plague. <laughs> And, and the course, story about my real life plague wasn't enough. Apparently. No, that was not, that was not, that was not good. It was no, a real life plague. <laughs> it was like the story of like your family having like the really bad my mother, influenza. No, that, that my mother brought the plague. Me. Yeah. So it did not please me in the same way. Cause it's like real people being sick and that's no good. Fake right. people in books. They can be that's sick. Amazing. That's amazing. Of course. Yes. They're dispensable. And you yes. know, in my mom's job, they're all calling her the plague. Now they're accusing oh, her. Of see? <laughs> that's no good. So I need more books about the plague. And so we have like the plague and then like this whole classic, like battle between good and evil that keeps um, going on and on in the shadow hunter world. So this one is Chain of Gold, and it's The Last Hours, book one by Cassandra Clare, and it comes out on March 3rd. And I highly recommend you becoming acquainted with Will and Tessa from Clockwork Angel, which is the Infernal Devices, book one. So my last book of today comes out also on March 3rd, and it is by the awesome dynamic duo who are the few people that write together and you can't tell, at least I can't tell one from the other, which means that they work incredibly well together. I love how they write. Like they actually write like face to face all the time. I I love it so much. Greer Hendricks and Sarah Peckin. I think that the only group of two people that write like this well in the sense that they write this well together are Ilona Andrews but they're married so it's kind of I don't know I guess expected that they would understand each other on a level where they can write together and it's just seamless the Maybe. Nietzsche the Nietzsche friend, Nikki French books were good the Nikki French oh, books were good uh-huh. yeah, oh is that two people as well yeah, that's two yeah. people that's a husband and wife what Ooh, I'm gonna read those now I didn't know that but, the um, backstory for um, Sarah Pekinen and Greer Hendricks is um, Greer Hendricks used to be Sarah Pekinen's editor. I know. Oh, really? And I, yeah. I love that so much that then they became like this writing duo and they do such amazing things. Anyway, you can tell us about their next book. They're just so amazing. This book is called You Are Not Alone by Sarah Pekinen and Greer Hendricks. This book is about a lady... Her name is Miss Miller, and she apparently everybody. So one of the best things about these books, all the books that these people write, are their summaries. The first book I read by them was called the was it the other wife or the ex wife? No, the wife between us. The, the wife between us, and it had this summary where it was like, you know, she stole my husband. I see her with him. I am obsessed. Yes. <laughs> you think that's the story? That's not the story. You're wrong. I remember that. I hope yes. that I like, I gotta read this book. I remember seeing that summary and being like, whoa. So You Are Not Alone is about a woman named Miss Miller. And everybody knows somebody like her. You know, she wants to find love. It always avoids her. She wants to be fulfilled. She's in a dead-end job. She wants to be happy. There's no happiness anywhere. Ugh. Mm. And then 
there are the more sisters, the more sisters have everything, everything, everything. And Miss Miller wants their life. But what she doesn't know is that they would give anything to have her life. Ah. And that's all we get, folks. That's all we get. Yeah. That's all we get. And I am so excited about this. I'm happy that it's not coming out, you know, at the end. And it's coming out in the beginning. And I, I just cannot wait. I cannot wait to read it. This is You Are Not Alone. Yeah. You Are Not Alone by Greer Hendricks and Sarah Pekinen. This duo has written two other books, The Wife Between Us and Anonymous I, Girl. Anonymous Girl. And they were both stellar books. Yes. And completely yes, they different. They um, were. Yeah, you can't really like guess. And it's not like, even about anything guessing. about these two from like the previous like you can't right. guess this one based on like the previous two. Yeah. I like the wife between us, the best of that too. I love the wife between us. Like the wife between us. It was great. And I just like how these authors play with your brain. They they really, really stretch it in a way that's that's very cool, I think. All right. Well that does it for us tonight. Um I want to thank the whole book bistro crew for joelle we're not all here but for the seven of us who are i want to thank all of them for chatting with me today about your most anticipated releases of march thanks as always goes out to christine for all of the editing for each and every episode that we do and of course we want to thank all of you for joining us on the book bistro journey we appreciate you so much If you would like to let us know your thoughts, you can do that by leaving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or any other platform you use to access the show. And not only does it allow us to see your feedback, but it also helps other book lovers to find us, which is a great thing. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with more bookish fabulousness. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more discussion of great books. Take care, everybody.